Welcome, Warriors, to MDC. In this series, I'm examining every single goddamn page of the Secrets of Shadowloo supplement for the Street Fighter storytelling game, intent on uncovering the single biggest secret on each page. Every episode covers one page, every episode is short. Secrets of Shadowloo was published in 1994 by White Wolf Game Studio. Today we're discussing page 47 of Secrets of Shadowloo. Yesterday, I talked around and around some real racist shit. What I really needed today was a reminder of why I love this book, and I got it. And it's also going to be a little bit of a break for me, because this is extremely simple. Uh, we're in the Mrigonka section of the book. We're still talking about the Mrigonkan mainland, uh, the area kind of on the shore of Thailand that is technically part of Mrigonka, that many street fighters will pass through before they invade the island of Mrigonka itself. We talked yesterday about the primeval jungle with its nefarious, nutrient-rich plants. If you make your way through the jungle, you'll reach the main adventure location on the mainland, which is the artificial volcano. Quote, an artificial volcano is located on the mainland of Mriganka, near the section of shore closest to the island itself. Beneath the volcano lies a massive warehouse where Shadaloo's shipments of smuggled goods are stored and organized before they are distributed throughout the world. The volcano also serves as an entrance to the undercity of the island fortress. The text goes on to say that in addition to shipments between the artificial volcano and the island, there's also a big tunnel that runs underneath the ocean uh, from the volcano to the underground city on the island. So in multiple ways, for multiple reasons, the artificial volcano is your entryway to the beautiful death island of Mriganka. Getting into the volcano is going to be a challenge in itself. It says here, quote, even explorers with skill in survival will need several hours to climb to the rim. However, nests of machine guns manned by thugs are implanted around the rim of the volcano, mainly to prevent the junglemen from getting too close. Let me just take a moment to point out that this is real mixed signals that Shadaloo is sending to the Mrigonkalese junglemen. These poor motherfuckers have had their brains riddled by the mind cannon until they believed they were stereotypical jungle people and convinced that they would therefore have the stereotypical jungle person practice of throwing people into volcanoes. They've also been so thoroughly mindfucked that they forgot that the volcano, were it a human being and an American, would not be old enough to legally drink alcohol. So, ignorant of the fact that this is an artificial and very new volcano, ignorant of the fact that they are not really junglemen, ignorant of the fact that this is not their culture, forced into hostility, these poor fucking junglemen kidnap people and drag their heavy asses up a whole volcano only to have Shadaloo goons pop out of nowhere with a machine gun and mow them down for doing exactly what the fucking mine cannon told them to. It's enough to make you lose your faith in the bullshit volcano god. But anyway, let's assume, if you're a player character, you've got the fortitude to get up the volcano. You've got the strength to overpower the machine gun nest. And you've got the staggering lack of judgment to believe that jumping into a volcano is a good idea. The way this works is that the steam coming out of the volcano is, is just from like a steam machine. There's no actual lava or whatever in there. It's actually like a motorized gate and like elevator system so that Shadaloo can fly helicopters and, and planes into the top of the volcano and then just kind of lower them down. Once smuggled goods have been lowered into the volcano, they go to the warehouse. And the warehouse is what I really want to talk about today. Quote, a huge warehouse is underground on the mainland. Mindless Mrigonkalese junglemen are drugged and brought down here to perform heavy lifting. I'm not sure why they're drugged. Just an abundance of caution, I guess. Maybe we got a real worrywart in management who's like, I know their brains have been decimated by invisible bullets for generations, but I'd honestly feel better if they were also absolutely off their tits on opium. I just think opium makes for an efficient warehouse, that's all. 
So yeah, you're not going to have any trouble fighting your way through the rank and file in the volcano warehouse. It's just a bunch of mostly naked dudes operating on like one-tenth of normal human brain power. That leaves it to the directors of the warehouse to pick up the slack, taking on invading street fighters. And that brings us to the warehouse warriors. They are the secret of Shadowloo on this page. There are no pictures of them. There are no dedicated stat blocks for them. Only on this page will you see them referenced. And many people who go uh, to invade Mriganka will never know about the Warehouse Warriors. Interpol, no fucking clue about the Warehouse Warriors. But they are an absolute delight. Quote, The directors of the Warehouse, the Warehouse Warriors, are not to be taken lightly. A tunnel stretches from the mainland warehouse to the warehouse on the seventh floor of the island's undercity. It continues around the island to a third warehouse under the submarine docking bay. The warehouse warriors often practice their driving skills by racing forklifts back and forth through the tunnel. Video cameras line the corridor, and the automatic gun emplacements are almost as deadly as the carefully orchestrated tactics the warehouse warriors can execute with their forklifts. Yes, these are forklift experts. Constantly training in the corridors, mastering death-defying forklift maneuvers, taking their lives in their hands just to fuck around. Um, Extremely true to life, as you will know if you've ever worked anywhere with dumbass teenagers trained to drive forklifts. Quote, The warehouse warriors, three deadly women supervise the warehouse. Be careful. They will show no mercy in crushing their enemies. Becca is armed with a giant knife. Dion carries a stun gun. And Laverne just directs traffic with her unusually loud voice. So there you have it. Three women. Once again, like Bob and Zara Hoffenstatter, we talked about a couple of days ago. Some extremely specific minor characters here who would just be so much fun to meet, especially unexpectedly in a campaign. The warehouse has three directors, three women, all directing the same warehouse. They spend most of their time perfecting combat forklift tactics. They clearly have a real simpatico, a really good working relationship, probably similar values, but they're not identical. Becca loves to carry a giant knife. Dion carries a stun gun. And Laverne shouts really loud. Those are their personalities. For statistics, we are told to use the warrior write-ups in Appendix 2 of the Street Fighter core book. So stat-wise, these are like generic combatants. However, each one also gains the drive forklift ability at five dots. Five dots of drive forklift. That is world-class driving. These three down here in the obscurity of the underground Shadowloo warehouse are taking forklift combat to a level never seen on the surface. Unless you think that the Street Fighter RPG is going to let you down at this point, don't worry. Immediately following the warehouse warrior stats are combat statistics for a forklift. Quote, a forklift can move up to eight hexes per turn. Turning a forklift can be difficult. A 30 degree turn, one hex side in combat, requires a dexterity plus drive and one success. Turning two hex sides requires two successes, Turning three hex sides requires three successes. A charging forklift will do two dice of damage for each hex it moves in a straight line before ramming an opponent, up to a maximum of 16 dice of damage. I am delighted to report that a Dragon Punch, the signature top shelf Street Fighter maneuver, has a damage rating of plus six. If you add that plus six to a strength of five and a punch technique of five, the absolute maximum that a Street Fighter can achieve before entering into the superhuman realm of the World Warriors. You arrive at a damage of 16. I'm here to tell you that if you are not as strong as humans get, if you are not 
an enlightened master of punching technique. If you are not a practitioner of Shotokan Karate or of the legendary Dragon Punch, you can achieve the same damage by getting into a forklift and driving it into somebody at full speed. The only drawback is that it's hard to steer forklifts. So if you hear forklifts bearing down on you in a hostile fashion, you better just hope that you're not dealing with multiple world-class stunt forklift drivers. But that is exactly the nightmare scenario you are going to face in this warehouse when you come face-to-face -face with Laverne, the loud one, Dion, the stun gun one, and Becca, the knife one, the three co-directors of Shadaloo's underground volcano warehouse. I just cannot tell you how happy these characters make me. I don't, I have nothing else to say about them. What is left? What has the author of this game left me to say? This is kind of the reason we're not doing dumbest thing for this season. Because if this were a regular season, I would have to come at the warehouse warriors from a position of at least gentle mockery. I don't want to. How could I do that to Laverne, Dion, and Becca? I love them. After you fought your way up a volcano, through the jungle, past the machine gun guys, both in character and out, you're going to need a palate cleanser from all that fist fighting action. And just at the moment that that palate needs cleansing, bam, forklift sorbet. Beautiful. Perfect. You know what I love best about this? It's not just the forklift. It's the fact that they practice with the forklifts. These are three women who have adapted to their bananas fucking world. They didn't just happen to jump into three forklifts to fight you. They knew this day would come. <laughs> they were out there in the corridors, twirling around each other in a delicate dance, like figure skaters, with Laverne shouting above the roar, Keep practicing, ladies. Someday we're going to have to kill Kung Fu guys with these forklifts. I just know it. And she was right, because she knows what fucking world she's living in. Join me next time for someone who is not such a good fit for the strangeness of Mriganka on MDC. This has been MDC. New episodes drop every day except for Sundays, when all the previous week's episodes drop in one big megasode on the top-secret Patreon-only RSS feed. If you'd like to get access to that RSS feed and support the show, go to patreon.com slash megadumbcast. Contact or check out the show wherever you want. I am Megadumbcast on Twitter, Instagram, Gmail, Podbean, your favorite podcatcher, etc., etc. Street Fighter and all associated trademarks are property of Capcom. This season's theme music, used under a Creative Commons license, is City Lights at Night by Revolution Void, whose work you can find at sites.google.com slash view slash Revolution Void, or at freemusicarchive.org slash music slash revolution underscore void. Thanks for listening. Now get lost. You can't compare with my power. <laughs>